Join us today for an action-packed episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, where we're talking about pitchers that we're targeting in rounds two through five. You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, fantasy baseball fanatics, and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by the Locked On Sports Network, your team every day. As always, we're your number one source of fantasy baseball knowledge, and thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. I'm your host, Dominic Martino. You can find me on Twitter at DomMartinoFB, here as always with my brother, my co-host, my partner in crime, Matthew Anay. And you can find him on Twitter at Matthew underscore Ane. If you're listening on a platform like Apple or Spotify that allows five-star ratings and reviews, we would truly, truly appreciate it if you could do that for us. And if you're watching on YouTube and you haven't already, hit that little bell below. It subscribes to the channel and also gives you a notification every time we drop a new episode. And lastly, but most importantly, guys, join us on the Subtext platform. On Subtext, it's a one-on-one in-depth personalized experience and you get text messages, alerts right to your phone. Guys, we've released our rankings on there. Matt and I's ranking go super deep like 40 at every infield position outfield over 100 starting pitcher over 100 we're gonna have breakout sleepers bust uh sooner than later uh make sure you guys you can get your uh, help with your keepers your dynasty teams uh who you're gonna keep uh all that stuff plus more make sure you join us on subtext and guys today's episode is brought to you by the game time app download the game time app create an account and use the code lock on for 20 dollars off your first purchase and guys as i mentioned at the top you know we did batters already now we're talking about our favorite pitching targets uh starting pitching targets rounds two through five matt who are we talking about first my brother all right, we're talking Corbin Burns here. Now, again, like I explained yesterday too, um, you know, the whole purpose is to kind of break down who we would target in each round if we were to pick at that position or, you know, between pitcher and hitters. So, you know, right now, like Corbin Burns, you know, round three, beginning of round three is a little still rich, too rich for my blood. I generally don't pick a pitcher in the first two rounds. Um, and even in the third round, like it depends. Like this early, like there's still a whole bunch of, bats on the table but if you do feel so inclined to have a a higher end higher higher up on the you know pecking order pitcher i'm okay with picking corbin burns at pick 26 uh corbin burns had a great season last year you know a little slower than than i i'm we're used to essentially because you know quite honestly the last two years or pretty much the last three years he's finished with a sub three era and his first year over three and a three three nine but you know still did his thing he Either way, still was elite, 193 innings pitched, 200 Ks, you know, 339 ERA, like I said, with like a 106 whip, like stellar numbers, not, you know, normal Corbin Burns, but at the same time, like, you know, I don't, I don't foresee any reason why he couldn't return to the norm. And if, if above three, it's like a 301, 302, like Corbin Burns is just stellar. And, you know, I don't foresee I don't see a issue where he can't even return to his well over K per nine strike strikeout rate as well. So Corbin Bird's still an elite pitcher at the top there, but again, just a little too rich for my blood in terms of just being that high. Yeah, Matt, we're on board in the sense of I, I, we had talked about this in the last episode. My strategy for the last, I want to say like three or four years, and it's paid off, is I've gone three elite bats in my first three rounds, and then I, I'll start to target pitchers in the fourth round. 
Now, with that being said, I do want to throw out two quick things here, you know, just based on this episode. You know, now we said we're targeting, you know, talking about pitchers that we're targeting rounds two through five. May have noticed we're starting off around three. At this point in time, we're using NFBC ADP. There is not one starting pitcher going, actually no pitchers at all, including relief pitchers, closers, uh, from picks 13 to 24. So round two right now is all bats. Uh, round one, you got your Cole and your Strider, but Matt and I are not taking starting pitchers in the first round. That's not how we operate. If you please to do so, uh, that's on you, but you're passing up the chance to get an elite bat that, you know, you're not going to have another shot at in any other round. The first round bats are the first round bats for a reason. And I think it's not a great strategy to take a starting pitcher that early, but now when we get to round three, which is where we're at Corbin Burns. I, I think this is the lowest we've gotten him in the past. What we're talking about since, um 2021 so the last two years last three years this is the cheapest we're getting him last year i think it's an outlier year because all the underlying stuff for corbin burns looks fantastic didn't really lose any much velocity on any of his pitches a little bit on that cutter uh he throws five pitches all of them are pretty strong the the break on his off off speed stuff looks great uh batters don't hit the ball against him very hard uh gets a lot of swings and misses doesn't really walk a crazy amount of guys uh, just does everything that you want a starting pitcher to do. The strikeouts did take a little bit of a dip uh, last year, but honestly, with all the pitchers struggling the way they did last year, I think Corbin Burns, you know, regression was about on par for, you know, the normal with starting pitchers last year. I think Corbin Burns can get back to, you know, a, a very low threes ERA. I think the K per nine can get back up a little bit more. I think the whip stays, you know, pretty much elite. If you want to jump into that third round and take a starting pitcher, I think that's the guy that you should really target, uh, Corbin Burns. Yeah, facts. Um, it, I completely agree. Um, Dom, you want to take this next guy? Or you want me to hit it? Um, well, here's I'll throw I'll 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 start I'll start the conversation with these next guys. So in round three, Corbin Burns is the first pitcher off the boards. Then you have Zach Wheeler, Kevin Gaussman, Luis Castillo, and Zach Gallon, right? Um, if I'll grab the next guy that I would probably target right now, if I had to target another guy, Corbin Burns is my main target in round three, but I do want to talk about actually, uh, see the next guy I want to talk about falls out of this round, Matt. So I'll say the other guys that we kind of have lined up here, I really wouldn't be targeting around three. Like I said, I'd rather wait for that round four, but if I am taking anyone around three, it's Burns. I'm not really targeting anybody else. So why don't you kind of lead the way here with these next couple of names and why don't you kind of just do a quick hit on, on each of them all right sounds good because I, I i agree too like i mean these are all too rich for my blood yeah my so then you know what we can kind of just do a generalization talk about these guys like yeah. you know we kind of do that if you want take that route with them yeah i mean this is ultimately to break down and like hey make you feel okay with like why you could take these guys in this in in this round and why they're there um this isn't really like a complete draft strategy but like these are the guys that like we would target in each round essentially if we do so want to take them in that round and without me talking too much in circles. But anyway, let's just go down the list. We'll talk about it and then okay, go from there. So like I'm just gonna take the first name here, Zach Wheeler. Zach Wheeler obviously has all the upside in the world with being a Philadelphia Philly in those lineups and that lineup. But again, a little still too rich for my blood. He's what like the pitcher four off the board five. If I'm not mistaken. Let me, let me count it up for you real quick. Like one, two, three. One, two, three. Yeah, he's the fourth starting pitcher off the board, which is fifth. Rich. Yeah. It, it, it's, fifth, in, it, it's insane. Like, I'm not about that. Like, that's too much for me. But you know, third round is 
bad. It's not a bad price. It's actually a pretty nice value. Again, that's still too rich for me, even though just based off of my rankings, I have Wheeler, you know, as my ninth pitcher. So there's other guys I'd definitely take above him. But anyway, Wheeler, Wheeler, if you do want like somebody that's solid in your lineup, that's done it like 50 times, Wheeler is your pick. Um, you know, if you want to solidify him as your one, uh, you know, he had a good season, you know, not my favorite from him, you know, with the higher ERA that we've seen in the last couple of years, especially since 22, 21 and 2020, we're all sub three, you know, he hasn't had an ERA like this since 29, but I don't think the talent is gone. There was just some mechanics going on that they fixed at the end of the season where he kind of changed everything. And he also had a fit, which is fielding independent pitching at 315. So you know, he pitched a lot better than actually what he was producing. So Wheeler, I wouldn't be mad at you if you went and picked Wheeler in this round. I just, again, wouldn't be how I construct my team, you know, unless there was like a pitcher run. So I want to like kind of make you feel okay with it too. Like there's a run of pitchers going and you're going to miss a, miss based off of these tiers. If you don't have the first two tiers as your pitch, well, pitcher one, then yeah, like, you know, like, okay, I'm going to start looking at, at Wheeler. But, you know, again, too rich for my blood. Yeah, Matt, uh, great take on Wheeler. We're on the same page with him there. Uh, he's coming off the board, SP4. I have him as my SP8. Uh, just not taking him there. He, he is an SP1, uh, not an elite SP1 in my opinion, but, you know, you could definitely take him as your first starting pitcher, and and he'll he'll be solid for you. And even though he's going to be 34, he's getting a little older. I think there's still a decent amount left in the tank for Zach Wheeler. But with that being said, guys, uh, you know, we're going to talk about, you know, we're going to get into that third round here after this. A lot of big names are starting pitching. And you're definitely going to want to stick around to see who Matt and I are targeting at starting pitching uh, early in the draft. But with that being said, we've got a quick ad break for you guys. And guys, we're talking about game time. You shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. That's why you need to check out the game time app. Game time is fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music and comedy and theater in your area with killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have using the game time app is super rewarding with flash deals and last minute tickets easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area images and exact views from the seats you'll be sitting in lowest price guarantee and event cancellation protection and they have all in prices shown up front so you know you're getting a great deal before you check out Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code L O C K E D O N for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets and the lowest prices always guaranteed. And guys, real quick before we move on, Locked On has launched its first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Uh, Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On plus national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel today. And guys, real quick, once again, just a reminder about Subtext. On Subtext, you know, uh, it's a great platform to join us on. Everyone's getting geared up for the baseball season. There's not many places where you can find in-depth rankings and talk to, you know, some experts, uh, get dynasty, you know, advice, get keeper advice. We're going to have all sorts of great articles, tier rankings on Subtext, so make sure you join us on there. But with that being said, Matt, that's a lot of talking for me. Why don't we pick up here in round three and uh, talk about what pitchers we're targeting for round three? All right. So, like, this is kind of where, like, you're on the cusp, right? Like, okay, hey. I meant to say round four, by the way. I meant to say yeah. 
pitchers were targeting around for. That's my fault, guys. It's all good. Don't let it happen again. Yeah, uh, a lot of talking there for me. I got confused. <laughs> it, it's all good. Um, so anyway, so now that dude, this is round three. Well, uh, let, let, let's move on from round three. Let's 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 move on because we're not really targeting these guys. And I feel like if we're not gonna target right. them, let's 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 move on to that next round. All right, screw it. Let's do it then. All right, let's talk about Zach Gallup. You know, yes, pick 38. Um, you know what? This is actually like a really nice one. I actually have him super high this year, if you're really thinking Me about too. it. Me too. Like, he's my number four pitcher, and I'm able to get him. Me too. Me too. <laughs> like, like it, it's an absolute steal. What he did last year, you know, was great, even though, you know, quite honestly, like you're probably the reason why he's going this late is just based off of the fact that how he finished out the year. Um, and I get it. Like, I there is some concerns. And his concerns are built into his draft price, but I don't think they're legitimate concerns. And the reason being is this is the most innings he's ever thrown in his career. Um, 210 innings pitched. And he had that pretty much locked down, what, like middle middle of end of August and was just pretty much cranking it up by then and then still went on into the playoffs and still pitched. Like he just was not himself. I look at Gallon and I go, okay, um, you know, you're at your season high. You're like, okay, you started to see some fatigue. And you know what? Hey, this is the, the growing pains of what an elite pitcher has to go through. And you know what? It's totally worth it. I think him going into it as your one, getting him in the fourth round is just something you just got to do. I think commit to it and just do it. Because I think next this year, we're going to see something really come into fruition where just like, wow, this kid's elite and he did it for a full season because through 102 innings pitch in the first, um, sorry, wrong stat, first half, right? We had 118 innings. I apologize. He had a 304 ERA with 125 strikeouts, like stellar numbers. In the second half, he had 91 innings and he had a 403 ERA with 95 strikeouts. Still, the K per nine was over and, and whatnot, but the ERA definitely started to fall off as you got later into the season, because also too, you look at it and you look at his ERA from that time, right? You saw right in July where after he's done what three, six, nine, once he started creeping over the season high, right after the all-star break, ERA of four, four, 45. And even August was three nineteen. He kind of figured it out a little bit. Then October again, four seventeen. Like he really just had two bad months of baseball and, okay, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. And I'm going to say, okay, he's going to do this for a full season this year. And I don't care what kind of fatigue. I think him and his training staff are going to work on it and and pretty much correct the issue. Yeah, uh, Matt, we're, we're on board with Zach Allen. I think the value here is absolutely fantastic. Uh, you're getting him at, you know, starting pitcher number – what is that? Uh, three, four, five, six, seven. I have him as my fourth starting pitcher off the board. I think Zach Allen takes it to another level this year. So I'm on board, which is Zach Allen, I think, is the absolute best target in the fourth round. But now we're talking about, you know, um, <laughs> we're talking about the fourth round here. And that's just where Matt and I really want to jump in. And I think the uh, next best target after Zach Allen for the fourth round, I love George Kirby. I think he's kind of like the industry darling of this year that has really moved up so high. But there's every reason to believe George Kirby can take it to the next level. His stuff is absolutely elite. Uh, the control, honestly, the guy has some of the best control that I've seen in a long time. 
and there's just really an upside for a kid that's 25 years old to just really become, uh, you know, an upper echelon starting pitcher. You do have to pay up for my pick 41, but honestly, I think it's worth it. Uh, a 3.35 ERA for Kirby last year, 31 starts, 190 innings, 172 strikeouts, a 103 whip. The FIP was a 3.34, so he's right on par with his ERA, uh, with the ERA indicators. This kid's just going to be elite. He's going to be elite for a long time to come. I'm taking him this year as you know an SP1, a lower end SP1, and I think it's going to pay off. Uh, let me see where I have Kirby ranked again in my starting pitching. I moved Kirby up to my 10th starting pitcher. But I can honestly see him moving up even a little bit more in my rankings. I, I think Kirk Kirby is the future face of not only his team, but of the MLB. He's going to be one of the best pitchers in baseball for the foreseeable future. Yeah, dude. Like, I mean, I'm glad I was able to get you to move up even a tad. Yeah, um, he's uh, up. He's moved up. Dom had him in like the 20s to start start off our ranking. Yeah, you know, just tweaking and moving, moving along a little bit. But when you just deep dive on this guy, you, you just really see how the talent is and there's really potential. You know, he he throws that slider that's pretty good. And I could see him getting more swings and misses with that slider. And even the curveball is, is decent for him too. So just the sky's the limit for Kirby, pretty much. Yeah. And I mean, quite honestly, too, you look at it, right? And you go, okay, like. Kirby isn't a, a K per nine guy. And I understand your argument as to why you're not ready to deem him where I have him ranked at he seven. Uh, he could get there, but also too, you think about it. He still pitched what this year? 200 and no, I'm sorry. Did he get 200? I, I was locked 190, down. Innings. 190 innings, 190 innings. So that's great, right? Yeah. He fell short only by 18, whatever, but here's your worst case scenario. Cause if they're letting him throw 190 innings, I think he's going to do with, what Sandy Alcantara did, and this is my comparison. You took my spot on, spot on, brother. Yeah. 228 innings and still he had 200 strikeouts. So, like, yeah, he'll be an innings eater and still go. Even though it's 18 short, he's still going to have 200 Ks. And we were drafting Sandy Alcantara last year in almost the first round, first two, first two rounds, and you were like, okay, I got a stud. This is George Kirby's upside is Sandy Alcantara's 2021. And that's the worst case scenario for George Kirby. But honestly, I think the K for nine could get there and this dude could be super elite. So, you know, you really think about it. You could be getting the pitcher three at pick 41, whereas like pitcher three is going mad high in like the second round. So, you know, this this could be the lowest you get George Kirby. And honestly, too, I think 4C Kirby is almost finishing as the SP1 this year. If I'm really throwing out bull predictions right now, but it's a little too early. That's a bold one. That's a bold one. But the, the upside's there. The upside's there. Yeah. Don't be surprised if that's my bold prediction for this year. I, I, I'm in love with George Kirby. But uh, before we move on and we talk about our next guy here, we do have one more sponsor for you. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, and there's still time to get in the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place any $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is super easy to use. There's so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays or just regular parlays. Find bets in the new Explore tab, which is awesome and super helpful. And any parlay in Parlay Pub to find the most popular parlay and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a touchdown. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, all right. Now, since we spent like, I don't know, 15 minutes on Gallon and 15 minutes on Kirby, I think we'll just move on and cruise through this. So first off, 
we're going to talk about Tyler Glass now going to pick 44. Now, I like Tyler Glass now. I don't know if I'm actually targeting Tyler Glass now at pick 44, though. I like the upside of now his new team of the, you know, Dodgers. I like all the, all that capability. I just, I, I still just want to see him stay healthy, right? Like, okay. He's not on the, on the level of Clayton Kershaw where I, I just, I know I'm going to accept the hurt and just draft him. And just when he gets hurt, he gets hurt. Tyler Glass now is just, hasn't been a picture of health his whole career. And I'm kind of just like, okay, cool. But when he did come back last year, um, he did have a good season at 120 innings pitched at 162 strikeouts and 353 ERA. Now, those are stellar, stellar numbers with also a FIP of 291, which is feeling independent pitching, um, you know, how he would normally pitch uh, if he had an average defense behind him. So Tyler Glass now had a great year uh, with that being said. But again, I don't know if I really feel comfortable going with him. If I'm picking between him and Kirby, it's going to be Kirby. And honestly, too, it may even be the next guy over Tyler Glass now, just based off of the fact that he finally played a full season, which we'll eventually talk about. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah, Matt, great take on Glass now. I don't have too much to add there. It's just all about the injuries. If Glass now can somehow put together, let's say, 170 innings this year, he's going to be uh, SP top five starting pitcher with Glass now. So that's the upside. You know, you're kind of going to have to risk and reward with Glass now. I think if you really waited on starting pitching and you pick towards the end of the fourth round, you can go Glass now and, you know, just go safer with your SP2. Um, but that's glass now. Upside is through the roof. Potential is through the roof. Just a little bit of a risky pick. Uh, let's talk about this next guy. Let's talk about Pablo Lopez. And Pablo Lopez is a guy, you know, once again, as Matt said, I don't, I don't know if I'm absolutely targeting him here, but I really love what I see, especially when I do a deeper live on a uh, deeper dive on uh, Pablo Lopez. All the underlying stuff looks great for him. Last year, he got up to 194 innings, 366 ERA, 32 starts, 234 strikeouts, and a 115 whip. I think, I don't, I, I think there's another level here. I think there's a, if everything goes right type of situation where, you know, Pablo Lopez could uh, potentially have a, a low threes ERA closer to where his FIP is. The strikeouts are going to stay elite and the whip is going to stay elite. Pick 45, I think, is fair for him. I have Pablo Lopez ranked as my SP 16. I'd like to get Lopez as my SP two. And if I could do that, I honestly love it now, but Lopez is a guy that I'm probably going to try and pair with somebody who's probably, you know, a little bit more safe. If I, if I, um, if I'm going to SPs early, right. Uh, with that being said though, that's really all I have on Pablo Lopez. I I, I do think he is um a, a great starting pitcher, and I think there is a chance he could take it to the next level this upcoming season at 28 years old. Right, right. And I agree. Like I like Pablo Lopez as much as you do. Now, again, especially over Tyler Glass now, but my next pick, the next guy is actually the pick I'm picking over both of them, in my opinion. Um, and that's Aaron Nola. Now, this is a twofold, and you might think I'm a little crazy, but Aaron Nola's season last year wasn't like you know, a studly Aaron Nola season and not what I predicted either. Cause my bold prediction was him winning the Cy Young and he didn't come anywhere close to that. He had like a four, four, six ERA, but here's the thing. There was some issues. And again, there were some mechanic issues that they fixed at the end of the year that kind of made him, you know, do his correct some of the things, but still Aaron Nola is also one of those guys that just had one inning too many. That just was a mess up and kind of reflects his ERA more than, what it really should be. And the final results should be a lot better than that. But unfortunately it just didn't happen. Now 
that's part of the reason why I'm saying I'm more of a statistical base, right? And now here's more of like, you know, the fandom part of me where it's like, okay, the sports kind of superstition. This is actually the other year now for Arnold. He's an every other year player where he has a really bad year and then yeah. he has a really good year. <laughs> yeah. So like this is the other year. Arnold is probably going to have a great season where he's going to have a sub three, five ERA and he's going to have well over a caper nine and he's just going to show it off and he's going to fix all his mistakes. He is a tinker. We used to go through these problems with, you know, thou shall not be named, but I'll name it anyway, just so you get the comparison comparison, Trevor Bauer. And you know, Trevor Bauer was every other year because he's always tinkering with something of his grip, uh, the way he would spin the ball, anything of the sort. And that's what Nola does too. And he constantly is playing with his mechanics to evolve and help him age better. So, you know, Aaron Nola, I think, is going to have a fine season, especially since he didn't move on to another team. So I think Aaron Nola is a solid pick, especially all over Glasnow and Lopez. I think they're below him. And then it's, you know, Lopez and then probably the next guy and then then glass now for me yeah so we as we moved from round four you know with um Lopez at pick 45 to round five uh Nola pick 53 it gets real interesting here in the fifth round there's a couple of uh, names that I really like Nola Nola's interesting Matt you broke him down perfectly I, I don't have too much to add because I agree about everything I have Nola as my sp10 right now but it's so tricky for me because you look at that 2022 from Nola and it was a 3-2-5 ERA, 32 starts, 205 innings, 235 strikeouts, and the 0-9-6 whip. And Nola's ceiling is a lot higher than a lot of these pitchers going after him. But do you want to take that risk? Do you want to play the every other year thing with Nola? I'm not sure if I want to do that. But we move on. These next two pitchers we're going to talk about, I I, I – I might move them ahead of Nola. I'm not sure. I have to I have to keep deep diving and you know rankings change and change and change. But let's move on to the next guy. Let's talk about him. Let's talk about the guy with the best nickname in all of baseball that Matt gave to him, the pterodactyl, Tarek Skubal. I think Skubal's upside is a top five starting pitcher. And I honestly think it could happen this year. I, I could see Skubal throwing 150, 160 elite innings with a, a low threes, high two ERA. The K per nine is going to be absolutely out of this world. I think if, if he gets to the 150 innings, uh, the strikeouts could be 180 plus. Uh, the whip is going to be elite. His control is phenomenal. When you talk about, you know, um, FIP, this guy had one of the craziest ERA FIP differences in a good way. 280 ERA, as I just mentioned for Skubal, a two a 2.00 FIP for Scooble, going to be 27. We saw the glimpse of greatness in 2022 when he made a couple of changes. He does everything right. Uh, I, I think Scooble's upside is absolutely through this world. And if we're getting him at pick 54, you can get him as your S. If you can get him as your SP2, if you went like a Burns in the third and a Scooble in the fifth, I'm not mad at that because then you know what? You can wait even later at starting pitching. But it's an interesting thing because we I'll, I'll tease it now. We do, we're going to do an episode, you know, based kind of around round six and a little bit, maybe around seven starting pitchers. There's a big glob there of starting pitchers too, but this is really, I'm really starting to dig round five starting pitching. And later I'm really starting to dig the names that are going around that time. And Scooble's definitely one of the guys I'm targeting. Yeah. And quite honestly too, like, well, as we get into the season, we talk about, um, you know, draft strategy. Like these are the two rounds I probably go back to back. And yeah, to be able yeah, you to do that, you could do that here. Yeah. And to be honest, like Scooble for me is it, I don't have him anywhere as near as high as Dom. Like I have Scooble 
at 29. Like I, I'm willing. Yeah, really, buried. Yeah. I got him at 17. Buried Scooble. You said you just, said I'm not getting him anywhere this year. I pretty much won't. But here's the thing. Like, if for instance, I am willing to take the shot on him in that league, and I just I'm like, okay, a, a few of the other names have went ahead of him, which I doubt is going to happen. I feel like the hype is too high on him for him not to go early. And I feel like he creeps up even another round. It's just not the right pl- place for me to walk away with Scooble. But I can understand why. So Scooble for me is great. But here's a guy I'm actually going to pick over him and has moved up in my rankings, and that's Freddy Peralta. Uh, this is Dom's boy. Has been trying him. to get has him. been trying to get me to get him into my top 10, and I just it isn't going to happen for me. But – I did move him up to 12 and oh, you think- got him higher than me. I got to move him up to 11 now. Damn. <laughs> like Peralta, just, you look at it and you look at Peralta's like surrounding numbers. And you know, at last year he was hurt, kind of came back and, you know, showed out last and uh, in 2022, I, I apologize. I forget we're in 24 now. Uh, and then, then came back this, uh, this past year, 2023 and in 165 innings really had a nice season with, you know, 210 strikeouts, a 3.86 ERA, which is not the greatest, but also not atrocious. And his FIP was right on par at 3.85. So, like, he was pitching to it. And then, to be honest, his WHIP was a 117, a 1-1-1, actually. And I'm not mad at those stats. And I think Peralta has another level where the ERA is probably going to be sub 3.5, more like a 3.25. And the Caper 9 is going to be there. And if this dude just even hit, you know, whiffs around 180 innings pitched this year, the, the strikeout numbers could be absolutely bonkers. So I think Peralta is a solid one. I'm probably kicking him over a lot of these dudes in this round. Um, honestly, it would pretty, pretty much if I was ranking how these guys are going just based off of this round, it's Kirby, Nola, Peralta, Lopez, Glasnow, then Scooble for me. And I'm all about Peralta this year, I think, at this pick. I, if I don't have any of these other guys sitting there in the fifth round for me, it's Freddie Peralta without even blinking. I I think Freddie Peralta is like the perfect SP two. That's why mm-hmm. I have him ranked at thirteen because I think he's the perfect SP two. I just want to talk about his last eleven starts last year. Freddie Peralta's last eleven starts, he had eight wins, three losses, sixty two innings, ninety two strikeouts, only eleven walks, two four four ERA, two five one FIP. Batters hit one eighty five against him. Freddie Peralta has another level. He has another level to him. He has a, a like a, a low twos ERA with two hundred innings, uh, two hundred fifty strikeouts in him. Uh, it, it's in there. He's going to be 28 this year. I really think he takes it to that next level. Uh, but with that being said, guys, that's the that's all for today. Please make sure you like, subscribe, comment, rate, and review. Make sure you check us out on Subtext. Uh, but guys, until next time, see you. Peace.